You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are talking about uh, the most powerful engagement, the biggest union uh, uh, happening between Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe, who announced their engagement, and we spend a lot of time breaking it down. That's right. Plus, we talked to Julie Ehrman, who's a founder and president of Angel City FC, and Christian and I try to make our play to become the announcers. That <laughs> and more today on The Cool Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, The Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! Okay. Yes, uh, I hope, uh, you know, we are obviously we are taping this before uh, the result of the election. So I'm hoping we have plenty of reasons to be happy. Right. Are we or should we be crying? <laughs> what should we be doing? What should, should we be we, doing? Should it be a no baby? Or, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh. Or an oh, no baby. You know, uh, there's there's levels. Or why, baby? <laughs> you let us know. I should do all of them and then just let production <laughs> cut them in depending on what happened. Correct. Uh, uh, all right. I mean, look, we don't have the budget for that. There's not enough. We don't have enough uh, tape. You know, there's not real <laughs> enough physical. <laughs> How many uh, memory cards is this? Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite. Or, or uh, are you Christian James Smith? And I'm Alexis, uh, you know, uh, Kensingworth. <laughs> and now we have to be that in order to survive this new world. <laughs> okay. It's like we. You know, we arrived at Ellis Island and we we made we Americanized our names. Uh, Polanco, I don't know him. I am Christian uh, Vanderbeek from uh, yes, uh, from, you know, from the Amsterdam Vanderbeek. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Yes. Uh, again, we are your favorite stand-up comedians, uh, the host of funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed. That's right. We're also the gulliest. <laughs> bang, bang. Let's go. Oh my God, that's us banging on the door of the border <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> Let us in, please. We, need, uh, we were only kidding when we said we were gully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn French, whatever yeah. it takes. Uh, well, no, just we no gully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exciting show uh, today because we're going to be joined uh, by uh, our president and one and founder of uh, Angel City FC, uh, Julie Ehrman. Uh, That's right. So, you know, a lot to discuss about the, the future NWSL uh, franchise. So, we got a business tycoon on the show. Okay, we're going to ask right. for financial advice. I, right. During the break, I'm going to be like, All right, here's an idea. And she's going to be like, that's illegal. And then we're going to come back from a commercial. Correct, yes. Yeah, so, uh, she will be visibly startled at, at the return of every commercial break. Uh, Who would even think of that? No, 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 we're on the show. All right, look, uh, Julie, we're recording this you're an accomplice <laughs> you're also now giving us legal advice <laughs> uh but a lot uh, going on uh, uh today you know let's let's talk about you know since we have a big uh, uh you know obviously nwsl uh related guest let's let's 
let's continue on that, uh, you know, on that track and, and some big uh, Woso news, some big WNBA news, okay? Right. Uh, because, whether you're uh, dribbling a basketball or, I'm sorry, whether you're dribbling a ball with your foot or with your hand, okay. this is big news, okay? And you better be, you got to do it correctly in terms of yeah, the depending sport on the sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. it's, it's very much allowed in one and very much not allowed in the other. So okay? I got a yellow card for a travel. Do you know how this sport works, <laughs> sir? <laughs> no, but this is huge news sue bird and megan rapino uh are engaged that's right megan rapino uh posted a photo on her instagram of her kneeling as sue bird is below her in a pool like <laughs> you know just chilling <laughs> so, in a pool and and, and I've mentioned this before, but I, I believe in, in uh, uh, you know, in gay and lesbian relationships, you each have to propose to each other. So for all, there was Are no Are you caption. sure about this? I, I'm almost sure. I oh, so now that, it's up to Sue Bird to propose to, to Megan. To, to Megan. So oh. Ma- uh, Megan, she, she took the first step and it's basically, all right, ball's in your court. You okay. either pass it back to me with your hand or your foot. All <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> either way, I'm prepared. Either way, I can I can definitely receive the, the I'll, receive the ball. <laughs> I keep me up in the ring a little bit. <laughs> and then I so, let it fall. <laughs> correct, because there was no there was no caption. Uh, I believe Sue Bird posted the original photo, if I'm not mistaken. So the, the there was no cap. It was just Megan Rapino uh, proposing. Beautiful photo. Uh, they were like on in like an infinity pool or something like that, right? It's not infinity uh, pool because it was a ledge. Infinity a, pool what? is ledgeless. Okay, I don't know the rules. I don't know the infinity rules. Okay, Okay. I mean, I'm here for the interior design part. Christian understands the relationship part. So, uh, but no, this is great, right? Uh, uh, And it's interesting because a lot of people, I've seen this a lot too, People were already calling them married a long time ago. They would just say like um, Sue, you know, Sue Bird's wife, Megan Rapinoe. This was often like They're putting uh, a lot of pressure on them. Jeez. It, it, it was obviously <laughs> inaccurate, but this was, right. they were, the, the last like two years. You sort of you saw this often. You people just assumed that they were married based on they had they have married people energy you know right. what i mean this is what happens to you because people will say alexis and his wife and christian and his wife and you're like everybody relax i don't even know where to find an infinity pool okay how am i supposed to do this okay am i giving off the wrong vibes what's going on is it the dog because we'll get rid of the dog is it what's giving you the sense that i'm for a commitment okay i'm just waiting for uh you know my girlfriend to propose to me Right. right. That's we, why you I, don't go in pools. <laughs> I, I, we, I, I, we should do the same thing for he- heterosexual couples uh, right. as well. You know, which is perfect because then it's up to you, and you could take as long as you want hey. to propose back. And you're like, I'm just looking for the right ring. <laughs> you know? All right. I yes. All right. You've you've definitely laid your hand. Okay. okay. I now see. I, I, I see, see what you're doing. <laughs> I gotta see what my next move is. All right. This is a good. We should adopt this. For all relationships, this right? <laughs> and I'm not. Don't forget about the fact that my hands are sweating so bad that there's water everywhere. <laughs> and also, why are the walls closing in? Who made this room smaller? Oh my goodness! So, uh, but uh, obviously, shouts to them. It's going to be super cool. I, the 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 one thing that uh, you know, even some people pointed out to us uh-huh. that obviously, whenever this after COVID is over, and then you know, uh, uh, and then uh, and the wedding finally does happen. You know, we we were talking a lot about the Crashland. Crashland was the was the big couple, you know, yeah. of, of, of last year. And were were they or were they not 
going to invite us. That was the big thing. That was the right? big thing. Everyone was talking about it. Right. And we and did that, get invited, but that got lost in the mail, which is such got, a shame. They, they, you go back to the episode, you can see them talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they also, now people are mentioning that now this, this union between, mm. uh, you know, the, these, the NWSL and WNBA, I mean, th- this is like royalty kind of, you know, marrying, right? If, if, if COVID is over, this wedding is going to be humongous. <laughs> it's going to be a World Cup and WNBA <laughs> All-Star event. <laughs> Correct. And now now people have also suggested, yo, let's just get this on, get in on the ground floor. The Cooligans need to be invited to this because this is very much soccer related. And might I suggest you send that in a, a, a signature needed <laughs> uh, package <laughs> because uh, we want to actually go to this one. <laughs> Okay, so let's make sure that uh, this happens. You, we need to uh, a, a petition, uh, whatever it takes. The the bird rapino wedding is, uh, you know, def- definitely something like. Look, we we can understand the oversight of, of us missing out the crash and wedding, but it happens. It happens, but not again. Now, okay. now there's time. Now there's time. Now there's <laughs> now time there's to time. focus on the important things. Everybody, yeah, everybody sorry. Yeah. So uh, look, obviously. Also, Sue thing- Bird, I know a diamond guy, and it's on the up and up. So just you let me know. I got you. <laughs> it's called Up and Up Jewels. <laughs> yeah. It's in a basement, which <laughs> but just trust it's, me. But, but it, that's why it's ironic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't need windows. <laughs> okay, so uh let's talk uh about What's going on at Everton a little bit? Uh, they had a big game. Uh, they have some transfer uh, rumors. Uh, let's start with Isco possibly going to Everton. So, it's a huge get. I mean, Isco- I know he's not necessarily like in the plans at Real Madrid, but he'd be very much in the plans at Everton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you say <laughs> by saying not necessarily in the plans is being very generous to trying. what's really happening, which is he's definitely completely scratched off the roster list. <laughs> it's almost as if he's not there. I mean, he could go to Everton, right? Go to Liverpool right now and just hang out, and wait for the uh, for the uh, medical, and no one would notice. <laughs> like, I know Zidane wouldn't. It, it, yeah, that would be like, he left? I didn't even realize he was here. Uh, <laughs> Should I have said goodbye? <laughs> oh, I no, did so, already? I did when the season so th- started. This is, uh, you know, kind of fascinating because, and, and this is what the, uh, it's interesting what's going, Real Madrid are, are, are playing well. I'm not mm-hmm. in Champions League, but they are playing well <laughs> in, in their league. Um, and and uh, Carlo Ancelotti is is like, going back and picking up everybody that he coached uh, in the past, you know, it getting feels, the game. It feels illegal as someone who's not an Everton <laughs> fan. There's something about it where I'm like, are rules being broken? Because this isn't fair. Carlos like, let's get the gang back together, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yo, Sergio Ramos, Gareth Bale, bring them all back. <laughs> yeah, thank God Gareth Bale didn't go to Everton. That would have destroyed me. But yeah, Carlo Ancelotti has sort of like, if you're a disgruntled former amazing player of Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. well, Welcome to Merseyside. <laughs> okay, come come here. Uh, come to Merseyside. Well, we'll treat you right. All right, right? That, that's the approach. Uh, it's like it's like a retirement home for for Real Madrid <laughs> players of three four years ago. <laughs> yes, you retire at twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. it's like Florida. It's like you know what? I'm moving to Florida. I can't deal with the weather here in Staten Island. <laughs> so uh, so that's uh, big. It, it's rumored. It, it looks like it feels like you know when it uh, you we saw it with. 
Alan. We saw it with James Rodriguez. It's a possibility that he yeah. that he he'll be there. Uh, the, the rumor is uh, that he will be uh, put, uh, brought on loan with an option to buy. Uh, so that w- will be great. Uh, uh, Everton fan Christian Polanco is quite excited about this. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking also of the Re- women's final, the women's FA Cup yeah, final. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Uh, the, the Everton women uh, playing in the FA Cup uh, final against Manchester City. They lose this match. Three to one in extra time. I'm watching this game and it, it is brutal, right? Yeah. One, because of uh, Manchester City, uh, very good. Uh, but it was awesome to see uh, them tie. Some, some, uh, Sam Mewis gets uh, gets the goal. She gets an, uh, a goal in the FA Cup final, which is huge. Uh, Sammy Mewis for- in the air is a, a wonderful thing to behold. She, yes. you know, I think it was, I forgot who it was. It might have been Ariel. Somebody put like, can she can she be on set pieces for yeah. the men's side, please? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, do not leave uh, Sam Mewis unmarked uh, inside the or box. Or undouble marked. <laughs> you, need to, you need to really watch where she's going. <laughs> Permanent marker. That's right? what you need. <laughs> like, right, like when we were teenagers and we got invited to like our girl's house for dinner and the parents were like, mm. oh, well, Alexis is on the way to the bathroom. I'm oh. going to show you how to get there well, all the way to the door. Alexis, look, <laughs> some of us didn't have girlfriends as teenagers, okay? Wow. You, okay, you really well, held out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, some of us were, you know, too scrawny to be attracted <laughs> by the opposite sex, okay? Uh, anyway. Well, you should have learned to be loud. <laughs> <laughs> and make your way through the world as far as possible. No, but they they uh, they tied the game up. Uh, a goal from uh, you know Everton. We got we got a, a, a tall woman as well, Valerie Gauvin. Okay, Gauvin. the French woman. That's right. And she, uh, yeah, she got she got a header as well. But then uh, in extra time, I was hoping uh, maybe, the, you know, it, it'll go to penalties. But Manchester City is so absolutely stacked. They have so many great players uh, that they, frankly, I just couldn't believe they weren't tired. Every Everton player was absolutely gassed. And Manchester City could go, they could play another 120 minutes if they Yo, somebody had asked them to. Rose Lavelle and, Sam, and Sammy uh, Mewis didn't go over there to relax. You know I mean? They, <laughs> they went to win chips is what they do. Yeah, so... Happy for them, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team players uh, get a, you know getting a victory uh, in the FA Cup final. As an Everton fan, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I hope they never win again. They continue continue to lose every European <laughs> title. They get an opportunity. To you get. know, they were like, wow, this trophy is a lot lighter than the World Cup, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, we got a great interview with Julie Ehrman right after this. Uh, but first, we have another unboxing, baby. Let's go. Uh, this is all my right. favorite moment. And they actually sent it all to me. So you don't get to open or yeah. do anything. You just got to relax. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here to watch. <laughs> this is so cool. You know what Crime Faces is, right? Do you follow them on Instagram? Crime Faces? That sounds yeah. bad. What is well, that? <laughs> it's it's basically a guy who puts up, uh, he talks over fight videos. And mm. he always starts with, what hood is this? You've seen him a million times. They're super famous. They're like <laughs> millions of views. Well, uh, his whole thing is like this sort of green face mask. I love this stuff. I'm always posting them on my stories. <laughs> Clearly, you're not looking at my stories. Yeah, you are. You're basically like a 13-year-old on the internet. Oh, you just 100%. Love- <laughs> and, and this guy. You're still, looking people- up, you're still looking up bum fights. <laughs> 100%. Uh, <laughs> this is – it's really cool. But uh, whenever there's a knockout, he yells bonsai. So, like, it's like a – it's a lot of rhyming that's involved – well, check this out. Soccer Sensei is doing a collab with them. Okay, look at this. So that's the uh, that's the Soccer Sun, uh, Sensei's logo. But there's the Crime Faces logo. Can you see that? Like, yeah. pretty cool. And if you look, it says Bonsai. Can you see it? 
Yeah, yeah. It says bonsai across the it's front, like, which is this is cool. The guy's like a super New Yorker. He's I think he's from Queens, but he's like, you know, he'll say stuff like, uh, you know, he he hit him with the left, but he should have really looked for the right. You know, like he has like because then all of a sudden bonsai. Got, him, got him with the two piece. Okay. Yeah, 100 percent. It's like it's like kind of like rapping almost. It's it's very odd, but you got to check it out. But come on, crime fights. I mean, Crime Faces, Crime Fights would be even better. Crime Faces is dope. Like, you know, Jake Critch, the rapper? Uh, Jake Rich? Jay Critch. Jay Critch. No. Okay. He just got jumped in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So mm. I bet you that's going to be the next Crime Faces video. So, what better video to watch? I can't believe you don't know any of this. What better to watch your, you know, your fights on social media from your couch. But the, the, I, the fact that you are like, I, I look, I, I try to stay on top of music and, and <laughs> hip hop, but but it's gotten to a point where there's too many rappers. There's too many. The Spotify. Say it again, Grandpa. We can't hear you. There's 40,000 rappers nowadays. Uh-huh. How am I supposed to keep up with J- Jake Rich? Okay. Jay <laughs> Rich. I'm sure it stands for Jake Rich, but he's Jay Rich. I'm sure he's uh, quite talented. I'm sure the he's other uh, the the other 45 uh, rappers in his crew that I will also have to learn their names. Uh, yeah, have very some t- respect. <laughs> have some respect, will you? I'm sure. I'm sure they're also talented as well. Uh, okay. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Crime uh, Faces and, and Soccer uh, Senseis. Go to SoccerSenseis.com. Check it out. Okay, the collab of all collabs. All right, we got Julie, Julie Erman uh, coming up uh, right after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We just want to bring it with one from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. Gully Squad out in full force. Uh, That's right. Out. I mean, you mean in, in full force. We are staying inside. <laughs> we, are, we are outdoors <laughs> yeah. spreading this disease. That's what we do. Gully Squad. We cough in everyone's mouths. <laughs> but we, dude. we're spreading gulliness. All right. None, That's of, that, right. none of that COVID nonsense. Nah, dude. We're, sp- we're spreading COVID 69. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the fun one. Yeah, dude. You didn't think you'd want it in the beginning, but when you get it, you're like, you know what? It's kind of fun. So, yes, uh, shout out to, 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 to Gully Squad. And, uh, yeah, for people who help uh, support the show, help us uh, put out more content. We've been doing a lot more stuff, especially uh, on uh, live streaming. Uh, they've been a part of it as well. We've been doing stuff on Twitch. It's been really, really fun. Uh, even though, yeah, we're stuck at home, we're, we can still uh, do some fun stuff and, and give, you know, whether it's a exclusive content a dope slack channel uh we're, we're still uh putting out great work uh and then that's all because of gully squad absolutely and they they support us and we want to we want to make sure that that's uh we give them back some cool content and also we want to make sure we find other people that want to come hang out in this Slack channel because so far it is pretty lit it's it's pretty awesome exactly so if you want to join gully squad all you got to do is go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button it's right there on the menu it's at the top it is at the bottom uh very visible easy to find and it's uh it's a great community and there's also uh great perks obviously we you know the gully squad was invited to our birthday party and uh, how lit was that i mean they got to they got to hang out with 
Who are some of the folks they got to hang out with, Alexis? I mean, it was a wild time. <laughs> that I'm kind of forgetting that because I drank so heavily. But we had Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers come through. That's right. Okay. We, we That's have, right. The Impractical Jokers. We had Alexi Lawless come through, who some say is a kind of a clown. Right? Yeah, see? <laughs> so he's, he's a less practical joker. Uh, he's uh, He also serenaded us, yeah. right, with a guitar. Ellie Menjum of Darby Days Thanks. and Copa 90 fame. We had a, uh, Marti- Zach Valentin, Cal Martino, Edson Buttle. Yes. I mean... Everybody uh, was there. It was super, super fun. Uh, so those are some of the cool uh, perks that come with being uh, uh, in Gully Squad. And, and we try to give everybody a really fun and unique experience that you may not be able to get everywhere else if you you know just a casual soccer fan so feel free to join uh again uh you can uh, subscribe at what like whatever level and whatever you want to give every month uh and there's different uh you know perks for uh, the different levels as well so make sure uh again go to soccercoolings.com uh click on the join gully squad button and come aboard toot toot (laughs) (laughs) all right we're back on a cooligans living room fc and our guest is here and this is Impressive. This is the first founder and president of professional soccer team we've had on this show, which is now our time to make our pitch to be a very tiny percent owner of a soccer you know, team. I'm just Christian, saying, you ready? I'll, I'll I'll play. You know, I'll I'll do the business meetings in the sandbox with Olympia. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure, we'll figure she might be the out. fiercest owner we have. So there you watch go. out. Well, the voice you're hearing is that of none other of a digital media impresario, if you will, a video game tycoon at one point, and now the founder, the founder and president of Angel City, the newest NWSL club. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, unless you're driving. If you are, pull over and have some respect and put those hands together for the one, the only, Julie Ehrman, everybody. Hello, Julie. Hey, hi. How are you both? Not Very bad. good. How are you? Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on our show. Yeah, yeah. This is an exciting time for, uh, for I'm sure for you, for for a lot of uh, you know NWSL fans uh, that live in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I guess we should start there. I mean, obviously, the news of of, of Angel City was look, it was well handled. The marketing campaign was clearly <laughs> clearly worked. Okay, right? because- we like, set the bar many? high. Yeah, we have a, we have a lot to live up to every time we open our mouths now. So at first I. I thought everyone was just sharing the good luck on Instagram. Turns out every one of those people are co-owners and founders of this club. You guys have a hell of a Rolodex. Exactly. It's an incredible list of of, of owners, um, founding investors who really believed in what we were building, both on the field and off the field. And that's why the list is so large, because they wanted to be involved and they wanted to make a difference. And they saw Angel City as a way of doing that. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, yeah, I guess the story, the question is, how did that come about? Because if Natalie Portman calls me and says, we're starting a soccer team, I'll be like, I'll go rob a bank right now. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you need from yeah, me? Yeah. Can, can I run it from prison? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what was so surprising for a lot of people is that it was Natalie Portman making the phone call. And in our case, really specifically writing the texts. She wanted to have a meaningful impact here in LA and wanted to have a meaningful impact with women's soccer. She has a son who is a huge soccer fan and would be wearing a Messi jersey day one day and a Rapino jersey the next day. And to him, they were both the best in class athletes and they were incredible at what they did. And I think she also recognized that his perception is probably different than other people's perception of women's sports and certainly even like an older generation. And she wanted to bring that feeling of, excitement for like the best athletes in the in the world regardless of their sex 
to a broader stage. And there was really no better way than for her to get involved. But I have to tell you, those early conversations uh, between her and our other founding partner, Kara Norman, were really interesting because how do you start a professional sports team? Like, no one, no one knows how to do that. And if you do do that, I think we would all imagine five old white guys going to the league and saying, we're worth a billion dollars, you know, yeah. give us a team. And that's not who we were, right? We I were certainly three female founders. I'd be like, should we buy balls first? I mean, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I would be like, how do I convert into an old white guy? What am yeah. I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, and certainly not here in Los Angeles, right? Where there are right. nine professional sports teams and USC and UCLA, which on their in their own right, you know, can be considered professional. So it's bringing even like a third soccer club here to Los Angeles where you have the Galaxy and then LAFC who came onto the scene and really just blew it up with how they yeah. really engaged the community and built something that you feel has, you know, decades of legacy, and yet they're only into their fourth year. It's incredible. Yeah. And, I, and I'm fascinated on on how this process uh, even goes, like day to day. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, what, what do you do today to build uh, Angel <laughs> City? What happened? Yeah. What, what's on the agenda? Show us your calendar. No, I'm <laughs> That's why I was five minutes late to this call. That's why I'm not in my calendar. No, but it's it's thinking about all the different elements that it takes to build a club, right? So there's the operation side, and then there's the soccer operation side. And on the operational side, we're building a brand, we're building a community, we're determining where we're playing. As part of that, it's how do you price? How do you price the tickets? How do you create an incredible experience? You know, pre-game, during game, post-game, uh, and then the soccer operation side of the house, it's how do you build a culture for winning? How do you build a culture for the type of play you want to bring to the table? And then what are the people on the pitch and supporting them that you want to put together? Uh, so it's a lot of, you know, trains moving at the exact same time. Uh, and I'm fortunate that I've, I'm slowly building this incredible team that can, can handle all of this pressure and all of this uh, work that we have ahead of ourselves to, to hit the field in 2022. I know there's oftentimes a lot of things are overlooked. So if anyone, uh, you need consultants for banter, <laughs> Christian and I are readily available. <laughs> we may be a bit expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> hey, we still need our, you know, we still need our game day commentators, broadcasters. So, yeah. you know, okay. you can yeah, sign up now two, for that role. <laughs> having two comedians uh, be that, it would be, I mean, unprecedented, um, partially irresponsible. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say irresponsible. I was going to say the fans may think this is not what we should be doing. But I'm hey, sure we, it would be. A we've already started doing things that are unconventional. So this would just be <laughs> something we would add to the list. I yeah, think yeah. probably the first thing that I have to ask, since you said that, is the fans seem to be somewhat split. Okay, so we're going to need to just fully confirm it. You are for the city of Los Angeles. You are not associated with any of the current soccer teams in Los Angeles. Is that true? Yeah, that's correct. We're a completely independent club. Okay, because a lot of people are saying, no, 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 they're they're associated with LAFC. And other people are like, no, 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 they're associated with LA Galaxy. You're not. You're Angel City. We're Angel City. We hope to have Galaxy fans, LAFC fans, Rams fans, Chargers fans, Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Dodgers, I mean, you name it. I mean, we want to be a club that really unifies the city under one professional women's soccer club in the same way the Sparks do it um, for the WNBA. We want to do it for the NWSL. 
Yeah, cool. I mean, it's going to be uh, fascinating to see Galaxy and LAFC fans be kind to each other at a game. Right. Uh, but that, that's what has to happen. Has or maybe to you'll happen. be like Marseille. Marseille has two supporter sections, right? Over in Europe. Maybe you'll be the first women's <laughs> team to have the two Angel City fans, but like they wear gold and black and this side wears blue, you know? Look, as long as we sell out our stadium, I'm probably going to be okay with that. All right, cool. Uh, are there any uh, particular clubs that you're looking at as far as? Oh, you know, maybe mimicking that model or, or, or trying to gather kind of information on how they, you know, how the organization is run. Or are you guys kind of just doing things on your own and, and trying to make it as unique as possible? No, I mean, we definitely had those that we looked at as we were starting to build Angel City. What makes Angel City unique is this organization that comes together with both mission and capital. So this belief that passion drives purpose, which will lead to profitability. And so as our purpose is to set higher expectations, we wanted to build an infrastructure or a platform that was bigger than a game so that we can leverage not only our players and our fans and our community, but also our founding investors to have meaningful impact. Um, and that's not only you know championship rings, but that's also in our community and getting youth to play soccer longer or sports longer. Um, it's improving the quality of coaching. It's addressing equality, whether that's pay equity for our players or just equality in our city. And so everybody that's come together for Angel City has understood that we are a platform that stands for equality and impact. And, uh, and Angel City Football Club is an expression of that platform where we can make a difference on and off the field. And so because of that, um, we've always believed that we're bigger than the game. And we believe that this is more than just, you know, 11 players on the pitch. And so we looked at business models like City Football Group and even Barcelona as they built organizations that are much bigger than just soccer. Barcelona yeah. has multiple different sports and you know they have an innovation hub and they do training and certificate programs and City Football Group has really learned how to commercialize soccer across any city, any country when they bring in, you know, or when they buy into a new club, they know how to create an academy system and how to bring sponsorship dollars to those clubs. And we think about it in the same way is that we're a platform that stands for mission and capital. And when we approach something, we want to make sure that we are addressing equality and essentials in education, which is the underpinning of our purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. To <laughs> I just see lost what... you both entirely. No, 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 no. No, like, she's not Super talking impressive. about soccer anymore. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I'm no. ready to buy. I, if I only, if, <laughs> see, if this, this is why I have so many through. investors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, so we have a, a bunch of questions from our, our supporters group, uh, that's right. the gully squad. And we have, which uh, also so... includes some angel city fans. That's right. And, and, and the, NWSL fans uh, who uh, offer a, a great insight, great questions. And, and we have a question from Emily Gertis. And she said, uh, beyond the star-studded ownership, how do you see Angel City setting themselves apart from the other NWSL teams? Uh, how are you hoping to draw players into LA? And she asked uh, another question. Uh, and if you could pick any player in the world right now to build a team around <laughs> or be the face of the team, who would it be and why? Yeah, Look, please uh, drop that on our show. <laughs> yeah, let me do that, right? I'm already learning about tampering rules. Um, and maybe that I need to set a budget aside in general uh, for failing to adhere by them. I mean, look, we have 14 incredible former U.S. Women's National Team players that, you know, already are the face of this organization between um, Lauren Holiday and Abby Wambach and, and Mia Uh, Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and, and Saskia Weber. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. We're so fortunate to have them part of this organization and really helping us think through not only how do we want to build the organization, but also how do we want to build an incredible experience for the players, right? So 
a lot of times people just talk about the salary the players make, but compensation is, includes a lot more than just the salary. It also includes, you know, the experience they get, the practice facility, where they live, how they get transported, how they get treated. So, you know, one thing that I hope um, not doesn't not necessarily sets us apart from the from the other NWSL clubs, but at least gets us to the top, which is how we treat the players and the pr product that we provide to them, which again is the practice facility and the coaching and the game day experience, right? It's my job to fill the stands for the players as well. So I hope that um, gets us to the top of the NWSL leaderboard. And, and if it's uh, and if it's setting higher expectations and uh, we'll, we'll do that. Um, I think the other, uh, there were so many questions there. The, uh, other than the star-studded, what was the first part? Uh, uh, how do you how do you plan on setting yourself apart from the other and the result teams? Right, and I would say the other thing is storytelling. So we are so fortunate in this league that we have these incredible athletes who we already know are the best in the world, who have their own platforms, and people are starting to follow Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan and. Um, Rose Lavelle, I mean, you have real fans of individual players and we want to be able to take that, that their platforms and their stardom and bring it to Los Angeles and start telling those stories. So really actively spend the next year telling the stories of the players, of our fans, of our community, of the building of Angel City. We're really fortunate in that we don't have a team for a year. For a year. So we're not bound to tell only specific stories. We have the yeah. ability to almost be like the Olympics and tell any story that we want of any player They'll probably have ties to Los Angeles, but nonetheless, we have the ability to start sharing these stories on a broader on on a broader platform and use not only Angel City but the platforms of these um, incredible star-studded, as you said, founding investors to help build awareness and shine a light for this league and these players. That's one of the things um, that really excited about excited us in joining the NWSL is that we just thought it was so undervalued and so underexposed. I think Lisa Baird and the commissioner and her whole team did an incredible job solidifying deals with both CBS and Twitch to give people the visibility of these games and of these players. And we want to help support that with additional content and telling stories around these players in the league and the community um, and specifically our fans. When you look at, and one of the great questions we have is from Matt Ellis, what are the important issues to growing women's soccer in this country and worldwide? But I also want to kind of get from you, you've mentioned youth and academy a couple of times, and that's something that I do think is somewhat missing from the women's game is that structured academy that we see a lot in the men's game, especially that's kind of been happening over the last few years in, in uh, men's soccer in, in this country. What are your goals with that? And what do you just see in general, to Matt's question, a way to grow this game in this country and worldwide? Yeah, I mean, I think it's twofold. One, we have to build the most competitive league for women's professional soccer, period. And if we can do that through player development and compensation and stadiums and practice facilities, then we know we'll get inbound talent, right? So that's step one. And then step two, as far as building the talent pool here, that's something we absolutely have to focus on. We want to get beyond 12 game teams. We want to have 14, 16, you know, we want to have 30 teams. But in order to do that, we are going to have to create some structure around youth development and academy development. And I think it's just a matter of time. It's just one of those things that we have to address. And I know the league is looking at that. Um, and we're trying to develop a long-term vision so that there is a plan. And so people feel that they this has legs. I mean, we're entering into the ninth year of the NWSL, which is over two times greater than any predecessor league, right? There were two others. Um, and we're just excited that when we join in 22, it'll be the 10th anniversary of the NWSL and hope that we can blow that out from a storytelling and an awareness perspective as well.
what what does it feel like from a you know when 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 I look at the Angel City roster as, as far as the front office right? right right like I mean there's obviously it, it is star studded but there 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 comes a, a an a, an, a, an incredible amount of experience and acumen and intelligence when it comes to uh, uh you know obviously Serena Williams just absolute stardom but yeah. then Alexis Ohanian being this like tech coming from the a tech giant yeah what what is it what, what is it from like a because I'm I I went to uh, look. I studied computer science in college. I'm a very big there tech nerd. Right. What 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 is having that as as an asset bring to starting a team that maybe other teams don't really have? And I also want to say he's really ruining my opportunity to be the most successful uh, Alexis. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> this guy's really just stepping into everything. Yeah, right? you got Give me a shot. You better you better catch up. Uh, <laughs> more more than anything, it's perspective, right? I mean, we are a team of technologists, entertainers, venture capitalists, um, and sports executives, media executives, investors. And so it just gives us a different perspective to how we bring this club to life and how we build it. So even when you think about ticketing, we know what's traditionally done in sports, but we want to look at other um, um, other examples as well. It's like we look at the Patreon model, right? You know, there's there's other models out there that have been able to develop communities and, and create a sense of belonging with this fan base where maybe there's just a different way to think about it that's never been applied to sports. And so, it, and because we have this lead up time, we actually do have a moment where we can have these conversations. We don't feel rushed or we don't feel behind the eight ball. When we think about our seat deposits or we think about our membership program, or we think about the experience that we want to provide our fans, like what do people do at concerts? What do they do at sports games? What do they do internationally? Like what, how else are, you know, great experiences built and our communities developed where we can bring those lessons to sports and not make it specific to sports, right? But specific to what the best fandom in the world is or what the best ticketing experience in the world is or what the best, um, um, you know, community experiences, right? And so fortunately for us, it's not that they just heard of something else, but they are investors in Patreon, right? Or they've yeah, been a yeah. part of this this company that has flipped from doing um, live concerts to online concerts. Like they have real tangible experience and knowledge of businesses that are rethinking how they're coming to market, at least today during this COVID world. But then post-COVID world, how can we think about it? And so it's really fascinating for me because I'm able to take a topic call up a half a dozen of our investors and say, we're going to talk about this. Do you have something valuable to add? Okay, great. And then we get everyone's opinion up front for when we go and then create our strategy and then ultimately our go-to-market plan. Yeah, it's, it feels like a little bit like uh, when you're watching Shark Tank and and the <laughs> the, the, the sharks are like, pitch, you know, they're they basically trying to all buy into this one idea. But they're like, hey, look, I already own se- seven companies that have the complete frame, the framework to right. make your right. your product a success. So you should you should go with me. And that's why it feels like Angel, Angel City, any with any issue, any problem, there's there's somebody that has that's completely experienced and has dominated that industry uh, to so be far. able to to resolve it your board meetings are a great tv show (laughs) (laughs) i mean it should be broadcast your board meetings (laughs) we in fact um i was just asked you know what what, what's been the highlight so far of this you know incredible um journey that we've started and the end of september we had our first all investor meeting you know we had 54 people on that call from australia france mexico the united states multiple different time zones you know, and regardless if you were 
you know, a major celebrity or gigantic athlete, like everybody was equal, everyone was in it, everyone was asking questions, wanting to add value. I mean, it was pretty incredible. And I think what makes Angel City so unique in that there is this, you know, belief in that we're trying to make a difference, right? We're trying to be impactful, we're trying to address equality. And we're doing that through something that's actually really fun and delightful, which is sports, where you can create this insane sense of fandom, which is probably the strongest sense of community that you can build maybe outside of religion, right? So it's like, you're doing right. something that's really fun and delightful and joyful, but we also have the ability to leverage that and our platforms to do something impactful and meaningful and make a difference here in our local community and then ultimately yeah. globally. And so it just brings us together for a different, a different, for a higher purpose. And everyone Absolutely. is really committed to that and, and feels very strongly that it's not just their name on a piece of paper or their check in a bank account, that they want to, you, you know, leverage their celebrity, leverage their voice, leverage their, you know, um, uh, ability to physically show up at a game and and really help uh, make a difference with Angel City. Awesome. We're still here with Julie Ehrman, uh, founder and president of Angel City, uh, the newest NWSL club, which starts up in 2022. Uh, Julie, when you see, you know, all of the different things that are going on, I'm sure COVID has had a, a big impact um, on on sort of how you've gone to, uh, to market, some of the meetings you've been able to have, but how has it sort of maybe uh, given you a bit of an idea to pause or adjust uh, some of your planning and moving forward? Sure. So we first started talking about Angel City in the August, September of 2019. And at that point, we wanted to come in for the 2021 season. We knew that it was a short window, but with the Olympics in the summer and have just won the World Cup, we thought there'd just be such continued, you know, phenomenal momentum that, it would be the best thing to leverage from a marketing perspective to come into the to come into the league in in 2021. So that was always sort of the 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 original goal as COVID started becoming more prevalent and we realized that it was going to have meaningful impacts on social gatherings, but also just the world in general and what we should and should not be talking about. Like what's more important? Frontline workers are significantly more important than talking about bringing a women's professional soccer team to LA. So we very quickly in the new year pivoted to 2022. Um, because of the uncertainty around COVID. Um, and then it also had a meaningful impact on our fundraising. So Angel City has come to market very differently. We are bringing together investors that can help us with the journey of Angel City as and when we need them. So we hit certain milestones, then we raise additional money, very similar to how a startup raises money. Um, so we were in the process of raising money through the end of 2019 and into 21, sorry, into to the 20 winter of 20, uh, at which point I just stopped because it, again, it wasn't the right time to ask people for money. What we were doing, there are more important things in the world for all of us yeah, yeah. Um, to focus on. So it allowed me to pull back and really focus on what does Angel City stand for? So there was a lot of work on our mission and our purpose and our brand. What makes us different? How do we want to come to market? How are we going to have impact in our community? And so we really did have this benefit of multiple months where we could really look internally. And then as the world started to come out a little bit and everyone's sort of head came up and people were looking for something positive um, to rally around, something positive to be excited about, you know, the time is right for us to start having those conversations again. Um, and as we moved into the summer, when we announced in July of 2020, uh, it just sort of all just came together where, uh, the NWSL was playing. They were the first team back, first league back, super successful with the Challenge Cup. No COVID cases, you know, an incredible ratings um, bonanza yeah. for for CBS. And so we were able to sort of create our own momentum um, working around what was happening in the world. Yeah. Cool. And, and and you mentioned the, the ratings, right? Like the, it's been huge. 
They were they were incredible, right? The the, the challenge. Yeah, over Cup two times. Even, oh it, yeah, over five hundred thousand viewers. You know, the opening of the Challenge Cup, um, the championship game hit over six hundred thousand. Um, so we over two hundred percent at any you know viewership that the NWSL did prior to the Challenge Cup. I think what's wow. really important to note are a couple things. One, you know. When we were having Challenge Cup games um, and the rest of the league started coming back, the NWSL consistently was beating the ratings of you know, the WNPA, uh, the WNBA, um, some MLS games, the EPL. And then in the fall series, which just concluded with all of the seasons back, right, with everybody playing, the ratings held and continued to beat some of the more traditional leagues. And I think that is finally you know, a wake up call for sports media in the world that like people want to watch and care about women's soccer. And again, for sure. the more people can see it, the more fans that they can become. And the ratings are just proving that. And so our hope is to really continue to lean into that in 20 to one and definitely in 22 when we, when we take the, um, the field. From, from a business perspective, I, I know as a, as a fan of the NWSL, I'm, you know, I can, I can talk to other people and say like, Hey, you should watch. This is why it's cool. This is why it's fun. Right. But from a business perspective, does it does it make it a li- definitely like a little bit easier to walk into a meeting with a potential investor where, and instead of saying like, you know, the, these are, the, these are great stories. This is great. And as, as opposed to being like, look at the ratings. Yeah, this is what we're doing. You oh, should be yeah. coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it's obviously it certainly helped us when we started pitching Angel City. You know, they didn't have a commissioner. They didn't have uh, media rights deals done. No. Challenge Cup hadn't existed yet. And the other, you know, incredible thing that happened during the Challenge Cup was that um, we had new um, brands join, right? So Secret and Procter & Gamble and Verizon and Google were all new sponsors during the Challenge Cup. So it also proved the league's ability to, dr- to bring in more revenue, right, for the league, you know, more broadly. And so all of those things certainly help us pitch. And, you know, we're out there in the market right now trying to sell our jersey sponsorship and find our founding investors. And the strength of the league and how it continues to grow every time they present themselves certainly helps our story Um, and just proves what we always believe, which was, you know, it's an undervalued asset that with additional awareness has some real room for growth. One thing I haven't seen yet is I think you see it with uh, Juventus and you see it with some other men's teams around the world. Is there now, because of the landscape, a soccer team is actually a brand. And if you treat it like somewhat of a streetwear brand and a media brand at the same time, it somewhere falls in line where the Nigeria kid we've talked about on the show before, that sold off the shelves of people who've never even heard of soccer. They're like, I don't know. It's a dope shirt. And that's just good for soccer in general. That's good for the brand. Do you think Angel City would be the first women's team to be able to do that? And is that a part of your plan now? So first of all, the Nigerian kit was done by Matthew Wolf, who's absolutely incredible. Um, and friend of ours as well. Oh, he's incredible. So I would say that our aspiration, our ambition is to be a global brand. When we reveal our crest, we expect to see it on hats around the world. And we expect you to know that it's Angel City, even if you've never seen a women's soccer club. So that is absolutely our aspiration. Our mission is to entertain the world globally. And by doing that, we have our purpose, which is to set higher expectations on and off the pitch. So it all ladders up to being a massive worldwide global brand. We're fortunate that Soccer is the number one global sport. We are fortunate that we have the absolute best players in the world. And we are fortunate that we have this incredible platform of Angel City on the backdrop of Los Angeles and these incredible founding investors who have a platform and a visibility to help us tell our story. Um, And if we do it correctly, we will absolutely be a global brand. And you're going to have your diehard soccer fans and you're going to have ones that want to come to the game because it's a super fun 90 minutes. Or you're going to have the tune in because... 
they see us, we talked about this at break, recreating the, you know, the showtime of the 1980 Lakers, right? Where yeah, you yeah. tuned in to see Jack Nicholson was there and who his buddies were. Well, you're going to turn in and you're going to see Natalie Portman and Eva Longoria and, and America Ferrari and, and Julie Foudy and Abby Wombat. Yes. At the game. Why not? Angel City. Yeah. It's right? going to keep going. All right. And they're going to be like, oh, look, there's Christian Polanco. And who's that guy eating a sandwich? Oh, Alexis is there. Yeah. Well, right? you, you mentioned Jersey Sponsor. Uh, and I just got to say, I got to put it out there. If if uh, you know if it's somewhere within the fifty to one hundred dollar range, the Cooligans are available to be the shirt. Yeah, that okay. it just, <laughs> not per I match. Would definitely mark that down for <laughs> the season. Okay, yeah, that's for the season. <laughs> I had, the season. We had one one last question from uh, Gully Squad. We had a, a question from Lura McCoy. Uh, she had asked, uh, but besides hiring Kim McCauley for analytics, what other experienced mm. soccer staff members are you looking to bring on? Uh, Kim McCauley, uh, yeah, she was she was journalist and yeah. now working for Angel City. Uh, a friend who we hung out with at uh, at the NWSL Championship in North Carolina uh, mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, yeah, so what, as far as bringing in the staff for, the, for those other roles, uh, is there anyone in particular uh, or, or roles that you're looking to fill? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the whole soccer operations side of the house we have to fill. Everything from a technical director to a head coach to our strength and conditioning coaches and nutritionists and uh, assistant coaches. I mean, we're looking at building an entirely – holistic team on, on that side of the house. The reason we brought Kim in so early is that we really wanted to have an idea of players and their availability globally. So not just the US, not just the US Women's National Team or the NWSL players, but globally, who are the great talents, who are the up and comers, um, where we can truly build a global team as we you know intend to build a global brand. Um, and so Kim is doing an incredible amount of legwork. And as you know, she, her, her, understanding of the sport and of the players and those involved is unparalleled. And so we feel so fortunate to be adding her um, or have added her to the Angel City team. All right. Thank you again to Julie Ehrman, president Amazing. and founder of Angel City FC. Thank I'm ready you so to much. invest. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I bought, I'm all in. I've bought in. <laughs> you can okay. invest in merchandise. You can invest in season tickets. Like, bring it on. Okay. Uh, All right. Sweet. So, uh, Julie, is there anything uh, you want to let people know about? Any uh, word you want to get out? Uh, And where can we find uh, Angel Angel City News? Become a fan. Become a supporter. Check us out on our social handles at at WeAreAngelCity or on the web at WeAreAngelCity.com. We'd love to talk to you and love to see you in the stands in 22. Okay. Awesome. Uh, succinct. Well put. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see uh, the club uh, uh, play some game, and the BSL the next couple of years uh, is going to be not take over. It's, it's going to yeah. It's, it's really Only has up. been. The, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, okay. So everybody, make sure you follow us as well at Soccer Cooligans on all social media. Uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Soccer Cooligans, uh, and follow Fubo Sports on all socials, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. So let us end the show end the show the way we normally do i'm honored to include julie in this in this tradition so for julie ehrman my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the The